Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about why you should strongly consider staying at a Disney Resort hotel. Find out episodes of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. We're also on YouTube now. Check us out, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Like, comment, and subscribe there, please. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, where you'll receive bonus content and all paid members will receive ad-free episodes. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for us, email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, I realized, Leslie, it's been since January 2021. That's the last time we talked about why you might want to stay on site like as its own episode. I know we have a lot of new listeners in the new year and just with you know, the way things go with these cycles, when you're planning your Disney vacation, you find us. So let's talk a little bit for those of you planning your vacations. We're, I guess we're continuing the theme of January, talking about planning your 2024 trips. And we're going to talk today about why you might want to stay on site. Before we get started, Leslie, we do have some new Patreon subscribers to thank. So who we got and what is Patreon? All right. So we're thanking new supporters, Monica W. and Jamie F. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. And there we have different levels that you can contribute to and you get all sorts of cool bonuses, trip reports um, in live time, ad-free episodes, membership in our Facebook group, and all sorts of other little goodies here and there. So thanks again to everybody who's supported us over the years and always happy to welcome new people. Indeed. Thank you so much all for your support. All right. So let's get right into it, Leslie. I think people kind of still these days get a little bit confused by this. When we say on-site Disney hotel, what are we talking about? What are the Disney World hotels? Because there's a lot of hotels in the Orlando area. Yeah, so this is complicated. It's like there's an asterisk here that I guess we have to talk about. But when we talk about an on-site Disney hotel, we're talking about like a hotel that is owned and operated by Disney on Disney property that has all of the perks that come with that. And we'll talk about that. There's also this sort of asterisk level, like hotels that are on Disney property, but that aren't operated by Disney, that you know sometimes are operated by like major chain brands like Marriott or, or Wyndham or things like that. And they're in places like Disney Springs, there's the Swan and Dolphin and the Swan Reserve. So they're, they have some of the privileges of, of on-site stays, but not 100% of them. So I guess we have to distinguish there. Yeah, and we are going to focus on the Disney-owned hotels today and the perks available to them. Now, when those perks are extended to some of these other, you know, the the, the naming keeps changing, Leslie. I think when we did this episode in 2021, they were called Good Neighbor Hotels. I think now they're called More Great Accommodations. At least that's what the website said or whatever. So we're not, I'm not even going to bother with the nomenclature. But we're going to focus on the Disney owned resorts and the perks you get with them, but those perks extend to some other resorts. And when that is applicable, we will mention that. So we want to start by talking about how Disney breaks down their hotels. Normally, the main kind of breakdown is there are value, moderate, deluxe resorts, and also deluxe villa resorts. Leslie, why don't you talk to us about what we can expect from a value resort? Like, what does that mean at Disney World? 
So value resorts are like they sound, the more budget accommodations. They look more like a motel style in that, you know, you have outbuildings and the doors are from like an outdoor breezeway into the hotel room. So you're not like coming into a lobby and going up an elevator, like into hallways. But of course, they're like way nicer than say like a Motel 6 or something like that. They still have like all the Disney theming and, you know, Disney service. And then they have restaurants, usually a food court, not like a sit down table service restaurant and then they have a lot of you know extras like pools but not water slides that's something to know about value resorts but usually they're they're quite big right they're they're giant resorts like coming into the main entrance and then walking to the farthest away building could take you 10 12 minutes right yeah for sure and the big drawback for the value resorts is often at the all-star resorts which there are three different all-star resorts but people kind of loop them into all the same category when there are are dance conventions in town, football competitions, cheer competitions. That's where all the kids go because that's the cheapest. Because it's so big, you know, they can fit a ton of kids and you, you don't necessarily want to have your vacation with thousands of tween and teenage kids. You know, it's not like little kids. It's kids who can get into a little bit of trouble and be a little bit noisy. So that's one thing to think about when you're booking the all-stars, which are the cheapest resorts on property. On top of that, we'll say that our favorite value resort is Pop Century. It's on the Skyliner, which gives you access to Hollywood Studios and Epcot without having to take a bus. It's actually not even the most expensive value resort. That would be Art of Animation in the Little Mermaid rooms. And so we really like Pop Century. Moving on to moderate resorts. Moderate is a bit of a step up. So you're going to have more dining options. The trims around the rooms are a bit nicer. The theming is nicer and a bit cleaner and I guess more, you know, it feels less motel even though you're still entering your room from the outside and you know you still have these buildings where you're entering the room from the outside so it still kind of feels a little like a motel in that sense but one big upgrade that you're going to get is you are going to get a pool with a slide sometimes multiple sides like a big slide and a mini slide so the pools are a lot better and of course the price point does go up a little bit oh we should say that in general i think about valley resorts as a price range of under 200 ish depending on the time obviously christmas and thanksgiving july 4th that's going to be different but in general you're going to pay under 200 ish for value resorts for moderate resorts we're going to pay under 400 ish closer to the 300 range typically but you wouldn't be surprised seeing something closer to 400 for a moderate resort anything else about moderate resorts that i'm missing leslie and do you have a favorite Yeah, I guess the other thing we should mention is transportation is kind of all over the map when it comes to moderate resorts, especially since the Skyliner's been built. I really am a fan of Caribbean Beach just because it's on the Skyliner and it's the Skyliner hub. So it's really quick to get to both Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So that that's my my new favorite, even though it's not as fancy like some of the, you know, fit and finish does feel maybe a little bit dated, but like great pool and good transportation that does it for me. Yes, pool is currently under refurbishment until I think April in 2024. So be aware of that. But other than that, like Caribbean Beach Resort is our favorite moderate resort, especially because of the Skyliner. And uh, I think a lot of the rooms have been refurbished to the new Little Mermaid theming. So that is 
very exciting for a lot of people. Moving on to deluxe resorts, Leslie, this is kind of the highest level of resort and just throw the deluxe villas in there as well as just, it's a distinction without much of a difference. You know, a little bit of difference, you get a microwave, but yeah, tell us about the deluxe and deluxe villa resorts. Yeah, so these are Disney's highest end hotels. You get more of the hotel style setup. There still are multiple buildings at a lot of these resorts, but you're going into like one building and then going up an elevator and like have rooms off of hallways. So that's definitely a nicer feel. And then you just have many more full service amenities. You often have several restaurants, depending upon uh, the resort you're staying in, several table service restaurants, some higher end character meals for a lot of these hotels. And then for the most part, you get a real transportation advantage in some way. Like either the hotel is on the monorail loop or it's on a Skyliner or it's walkable in the case of the resorts near the uh, International Gateway entrance of Epcot. So so that's really the big advantage. But you do just get, get more of that full service experience if you like sort of more of a luxury hotel, but I wouldn't call any of these true luxury hotels. Like these are not Four Seasons. These are not Mandarin Orientals. They're more like a really nice city Marriott, something like that. Yeah. I was going to say Courtyard. That's probably two. That's probably not fair. No. It's not that low, but uh, yeah. And and, Courtyard is very nice, by the way, but it's just when you're paying, uh, we should say that for deluxe, like I'm saying ballpark under 600 or around $600 per night prices, when you're paying that much money, you're not expecting a Marriott Courtyard. So uh, no shade to the Courtyards there. For the villas, that's just like the DVC section. Like some of these resorts have DVC, which is the timeshare um, section. And so instead of having like a regular room, you'll have a studio the studio means is you'll get a microwave and a sink, which can be pretty important. Typically, the studio price at a deluxe villa is the same as a standard room price at the same hotel. So like beach club, standard room, beach club, villas, studio, it's going to be the same price per night. So that's something to know. Uh, for me, like we'll book either of them. I mean, it's nice to have the microwave, of course, but we'll book either of them. One other quick note about deluxe resorts. Outside of Wilderness Lodge, uh, they all are going to be able to sleep five, which plays a factor for my family. Um, They're always going to have, you know, a couch that turns into a daybed or a pull-down daybed. You know, that is standard in all the deluxe resort rooms, except for Wilderness Lodge, I think, is the only one that it's just two queen beds. Uh, I may have missed one, but Wilderness Lodge is the one that always sticks out to me. But, you know, all the other deluxe resorts we've booked are always good for five. Really quickly, I'm just... We're not going to talk a lot about it today, but just so you know, there is also Fort Wilderness, which has the new DVC cabins, which they announced are going to like, they're going to be live soon. Um, And those are cabins that you can book that fit up to six people. Um, But the real thing to know about Fort Wilderness is it's more like a campground and it's really designed for you to, you can sleep in a tent, you can bring your RV. And when you are booking a space at Fort Wilderness, Unless you're getting one of those actual cabins, um, which are considered moderate by Disney, then you are booking like a space to plug in your RV um, or whatever. And, you know, there's a whole vibe around Fort Wilderness. I still got to check it out sometime. I still have to rent an RV just for, you know, just for a Disney trip, just to try once. I think my kids will, I can, you know, I got to do it while the kids are still young and they'll still be into that sort of thing um, and not uh, fancy for things. But that is Fort Wilderness. All right. So that covers the different 
types of resorts that you can book at Disney World. Let's talk about some of the perks of being on site. I think one reason why we didn't do this episode for three years, Leslie, is because the perks were so far degraded that it didn't even seem right to call them perks. But enough of them have come back that it feels like you get some benefits staying on site at Disney, again, outside of the last perk, which is the Disney bubble, which we will get to. So what are some of these perks that we have staying at the Disney resorts and how much do you value them? Sure. So what's what's old is new again, because I think, you know, when we recorded that interim episode, like you say, they all went away and now they're back and some are back in different forms. So first benefit is that you do now get free parking at your hotel and at the theme parks. So for a while, Disney was charging for parking at all these resorts and... It's about a year ago, Joe. The, I think actually it was January of 2023 that we had this announcement that parking was going to be free again. Um, thank you, Bob Iger. And his return brought that along. And so, yeah, that's a big benefit for folks because you know, uh, when you're comparing the, the prices to offsite with both charge, you know, hotels charging parking, then the numbers were crunched very differently. And now that you get included parking, if you're somebody who does have a car, then that really could add up for the course of your stay. And then of course you get complimentary transportation between the resorts and the parks, but that transportation can be used by anybody. I mean, you know, you don't use it very often if you're not staying at one of the hotels, maybe just to go to like a character meal or another restaurant or something like that. But that transportation, you can entirely get by with it without paying for anything else while you're in the Disney bubble. Yeah, the next perk is for dining reservations. So you make dining reservations at Disney World 60 days in advance. Quick reminder, dining reservation doesn't mean you're going to sit down at that time. It just means that you will sit down maybe 5 to 15 minutes after that time, but you kind of it's it's just a whole thing. Check out our dining episodes. I don't know why it's got to be like this, but it is. But for your dining reservations, which have been less of a hot ticket recently than in years past just because of low demand, but for dining, you get a head start on your dining reservations. You get 60 days from the day of your check-in for the length of your entire stay up to 10 days. So that means you could be booking 70 days before uh, someone who's not staying on site would be booking. So that dining advantage, it really helps. And it's also really nice. Like if you're staying off site when you are, and if you listen to our episode, just two episodes ago, where we were talking about how things have changed for 2024 with no park reservations and all that stuff, like dining is what sets your schedule in the parks. And it's annoying if you're off site, you have to wake up every morning at 6am to book dining for the next day of your trip. And you got to do it one at a time. That's if you want to get, you know, the dining times and locations that you really want. Well, if you're staying on site, you just wake up once at 6 a.m., have your travel agent do it, and uh, if that's me, and then, you know, you just book your entire trip and have that go. So that is a really great perk. Now, dining is nice, free parking, and transportation is nice, Leslie, but really when it's Disney Deciphered, it's these in-park touring advantages that we really like. And the next couple are all of that variety. So why don't you kick us off? What's the first touring theme park advantage that you get for staying on site? So on-site guests are able at 7 a.m. on the day of to book individual Lightning Lane reservations. So this is really big for folks who want to optimize their days, especially if you're if you're paying for all these upgrades 
you want to be able to get the times that you want, you know, all of that. So these are the rides that you pay individually for in case, just as a refresher, you don't know what these are. These are not rides that are on Genie Plus. These are rides like Rise of the Resistance where you pay a fee for a single ride. And at 7 a.m., you get the right to do that. And you can go in and you can take a look and you can pick the time that works for you at Walt Disney World. So you could say, oh, you know, I'm going to be in this park at 7 p.m. So I want to ride it then. And you can move on with your day. This is really important because other guests don't get to do this until park open. And on really busy days, some of the rides are sold out by park open. So Rise of the Resistance, like during Christmas week, if you were not staying on site, you couldn't get a lightning lane for it. That's just the way it goes. So it's really essential certain times of year, not as essential other times of the year. But we should also mention that this is a perk that also uh, is extended to the Swan and Dolphin and Swan Reserve. So not the Disney Springs hotels, but this weird little (laughs) in-between stage that those hotels get. Definitely. And, you know, even if it's not sold out when park opens, you're not going to get the slots. I mean, when it comes to Leslie, you and I, at least we always go in with a plan about like where we're going to want to be and when. Yes, there's going to be a lot of changing as things happen and, you know, meltdowns happen or lines happen or rides break down. But we always want to go in with a plan you can't make that plan until park open. And normally that plan is dictated for you. Like if I want to do rise of the resistance in the morning, I'm probably not going to get to do that if I'm offsite, not a deal breaker, especially depending on how much money you're saving by staying offsite. But it is just something to consider, especially if you're really uh, nuts about a touring in the parks like we are. Now, the next benefit is only 30 minutes these days, but still 30 minutes of early theme park entry at every theme park. So Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios. I don't know why I said in that weird order. All of them, you can enter 30 minutes early if you're staying on site. Makes a really big difference. Rope drop a ride to sometimes you can get on a third ride by nine o'clock. It really can set you up for a really good day in the parks touring. Now, this benefit is extended to also the Swan and Dolphin and Swan Reserve, like the 7 a.m. Lightning Lane one. But it's also extended to some random hotels that Disney is partnered with, including some of the Disney Springs hotels. Notable ones are like the Four Seasons, Waldorf Astoria, like a lot of people who like to stay in fancier places. Like you're not going to get Four Seasons quality staying on site at Disney. Well, you can stay at the Four Seasons and still get the early theme park entry. And then it goes all the way from the Four Seasons to the Wyndham Garden Lake Buena Vista outside of Disney Springs, which I have stayed at and is below all stars in my estimation in terms of the room quality but uh, yeah so that early theme park entry can really make a big difference now if you're saying deluxe leslie that's when you really get some ride advantages what do we got here Yeah, so deluxe resort guests get extended evening theme park hours. So these are not for every resort. They're not for every night. Um, Right now, as we're recording, they're offered only on Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays is for Epcot and evenings is for Magic Kingdom. So your visit has to be on these days of the week to be able to take advantage. So that's something to keep in mind. These benefits are also extended to Swan and Dolphin and Swan Reserve guests as well. So 
this is where you can kind of get some some good hackability, some good value, because often the swan and dolphin are maybe not as expensive as the other Disney on-site deluxe resorts. So that's something to keep in mind. But this is really advantageous for a lot of folks. If you have a family who can stay up late, if you're traveling with teens, you're an adults-only group, things like that, or you just have like a time change and your kids are up late, then the parks really do clear out, especially for the second hour of these extended evening theme park hours. Like if you were at a situation where like, the Magic Kingdom is going to be open till midnight, then often you can loop Seven Dwarfs Mine Train a couple of times with no wait. All right. So those are the touring advantages that you get. Now, some smaller advantages that, I mean, this one is really small. It doesn't make a huge difference to me, but it does to some people is resort charging privileges. Now, this might matter to some people. You can charge everything back to your room. If you have a magic band when you're eating or buying souvenirs or whatever, you tap your magic band, it goes to your room portfolio and your bill, and you can pay that at the end. It's convenient not to take out your wallet. It's also convenient to, I guess, have everything on one bill. You know, especially, I know, Leslie, I have been doing this recently or ever since we started doing this podcast, when itemizing the costs of your trip and having to like subtract out souvenirs, but like include food or whatever. It's really nice to have it all on one bill uh, and not necessarily have, well, here I have like a million Disney receipts that, uh, you know, I have to process and stuff like that. So it is, it is nice to put it all in one thing. I wouldn't say it's a amazing thing by any means, but it's a uh, nice to have. And one thing I should mention, and this is kind of niche, but if you're somebody who is into like travel rewards, credit cards, and if you charge everything back to your room, it codes as a hotel charge, which is a travel charge for a lot of folks, or it's just easier if you're paying say with discounted Disney gift cards as well, you can load those all up and not have to carry around gift cards and worry about that kind of thing. So I, I really like it. I've taken advantage in a lot of different ways, just sending everything back to the hotel folio. Definitely great hacking tip right there. Now, one thing that I really do love is the location that you have, especially when you're at the deluxe resorts. Leslie alluded to this before, but you know, the monorail resorts, your location, you're right there at the Magic Kingdom. You can see it from your resort and it's really easy to get to. And then we talked about this at the beginning. I think I think we did a whole entire episode on it when it came out, but Disney Skyliner is just a really great form of transportation, a really great way to get through the parks and a fun way to get from your hotel to the parks or from hotel to hotel. And unlike the monorail, currently under inspection by Florida, which it probably does need if we're being honest, the monorails are old. The Skyliner is still, you know, it's like five, six years old now, but it still feels new and mostly shiny. And they refurbish it once a year as well. So the Skyliner, a great form of transportation. And of course, you're in Disney property, the Disney buses, they're a good form of transportation to get from one place to another hit or miss sometimes with the timing minor disney do do check your app for the bus times because it'll tell you live when the buses are coming all right so the last perk of staying on site leslie is one of those subjective fuzzy perks but we got to talk about leslie the disney bubble 
Yeah, that's right. And this, you can't really put a number on this exactly, but a lot of folks, they're taking a Disney vacation. They want to be immersed in that vacation. They want to have the theming extend to their hotels and their rooms and things like that. And the service, because the service is still very, very top notch. I think there's been critiques and lapses a little bit at different points these last couple of years, but it's still like head and shoulders above what you would get most anywhere else. So people want to be in that Disney bubble. They just don't want to sort of deal with the outside world and reality for, you know, a few days. And I understand that (laughs) in these troublesome times we always live in, especially after COVID. So yeah, I think that's, that's really valuable. And just knowing that you're going to have the seamlessness of everything being connected. I mean, yes, some, not quite as much as maybe you used to because the things like the magical express are gone, but still it's much more firing on all cylinders these days. Definitely. All right. So those are the perks of staying on site. We want to talk a little bit about why you might want to consider staying on site at Disney World in 2024 in particular. I will start with the biggest reason, Leslie. The more I look into it, the more I'm like, these are prices we have not seen in a long time. And if demand kicks back up, we're not going to see again. You know, a couple episodes ago, Leslie, I told you I saw beach and yacht club at like 375 in july i was looking again in august same thing 375 384 all stars was like at 120 pop was like 160 like these are prices like i know these prices sound high oh animal kingdom lodge was like 312 wilderness lodge was like 320 i i realize that if you're new to disney these prices sound like what the heck are you talking about $375 a night for a room but last summer you would have been paying $600 a night for that room so yes do we have Stockholm syndrome yes are we drinking the Kool-Aid of course all those things are true but these sales that Disney has been having and they haven't released them through the whole entire year but I fully expect by the time 2024 is over you will have been able to get an on-site room on sale or some kind of discount at any point that you really wanted to go, uh, as long as you were able to, you know, even with the holidays, as long as you're willing to do it early enough, you'll be fine. I think these are just prices we haven't seen in such a long time. I think that is the major reason to go. Just for comparison, I did look at, I'm sorry, Wyndham Garden Lake Buena Vista to keep picking on you, but I looked at it and it was about 140 per night after taxes and fees and stuff like that Um, to stay at the all-stars it would be after taxes and fees like 175 per night around the same time i mean for that 35 dollars, that's not like you have to pay for parking at you don't have to pay for parking at all the offsite hotels but at that particular hotel you have to pay for parking so like if you have a car which is going to make your life easier if you're there anyway you're basically breaking even with all-star resorts anyway you might as well stay there get the 30 minute early entry get the 7 a.m lightning lane you know just stay in the disney bubble the prices are the major reason i think 2024 is the time to consider yeah i totally agree the prices are appealing based upon what we know historically like we're definitely seeing some prices that i haven't seen since like 2015 so I need an excuse to get there and take advantage this year in 2024. Another reason that you should consider staying on site this year is that I think we're in a really good spot refurbishment wise right now for a lot of these hotels. You mentioned Joe already, Caribbean Beach. Uh, I know we mentioned on our Grand Floridian episode not too long ago, the rooms there have been recently redone. The Grand Destino Tower is still bright and fresh and new in the grand scheme of things. And then there have been some other 
other room redos at Polynesian, Contemporary. And then, of course, all of the value resorts all got the renovation into the two queen bed, the the single queen bed and then the Murphy queen bed. So you can now have bigger bed accommodations at all of the all-star resorts. So, you know, it's in a pretty, it's in a pretty good place right now and go while they're still new because in a few years, you know, the cycle is going to begin again. Yeah, I definitely agree. I haven't stayed in a resort for a while where I felt like these rooms are dated. I'm sh- I'm sure they exist. You know, we can't stay at all. The- There's over 20 Disney resorts, um, and so definitely that's another good reason to go. I said this already, renting a car is a pain. Yes, I do it a lot, but that's because I have some kind of mental block about that, but I'm trying to get away from it. I'm still like deciding about my trip two weeks from now, whether I'm going to rent a car or not. So I'm like still on the fence there. I'm trying to get over that hump for myself, but having a car rental, it's really annoying. Buses are not the greatest thing, Leslie, but you know, another thing that's not great is parking in a parking lot and having to take a tram to get to the front or walk half a mile before you even get started on your 20,000 steps in a Disney world day that you're going to do on average. Avoid renting that car. Once you're in the Disney bubble, it is pretty easy to get around. If you are Leslie and want to splurge or Leslie and me together want to get out of the rain, you know, call a minivan. That is, you can, you can budget in six minivans for the cost of a rental car, at least, you know, depending on how many days you're going to be there. And so you can think of it that way. So definitely not having a Car rental is a great reason to stay on site. It's just going to make life a little easier. And then one last small reason to stay on site. Disney's cancellation policy is great. If you are booking a package with tickets, it's $200 and you're not on the hook for anything. Like there are no cancellation penalties until final payment, which is 30 days before your trip, which gives you plenty of time to look for offsite hotels and price compare and, you know, just decide if you want to do something else. If you're staying in a room only reservation, your deposit is one night's hotel. That's fully refundable until five days before your trip. So it's so easy. Disney really is good about hooking you and getting you in the door. And yes, more times than not, you're going to probably end up staying with Disney, but it's going to make you feel like, and actually give you the time to explore those other options. And again, another small Disney doer, don't, don't buy the travel protection until you are at the point where, you know, you are going to lose money from Disney, which is typically final payment 30 days before. All right. So just really quickly to close it out, why don't we talk about why we personally like to stay on site? I almost always stay on site, always stay on site. I mean, in recent years, I've always stayed on site. And for me, it's really just about the logistics. It's about, you know, the proximity and the transportation. It's also about it setting me up to be able to do things like paid lightning lane and early entry. And when I you know do pay for those deluxe resorts, that extended evening theme park hours, it just sort of gives you, to me, the full Disney experience. If I'm going to be paying that much money to go on a vacation there, I don't want to feel like a second class citizen and being able to stay on site delivers that experience for me. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I agree. I just think overall it greases the wheels of the trip to make things run smoother, not perfectly and not everything goes well, but I just, for us, it's just become really about the logistics, even staying at pop century. I I was my, my son, 
I was doing a quote online the other day and he saw that I was looking at Pop Century and he's like, oh, Pop Century, I love Pop Century, right? And it's because, you know, we could just get out of our room, take a five minute walk, hop on the Skyliner, be there. We don't have to worry about like a bus that comes only once every hour if you're staying off site or renting a car and then dealing with the parking trams, like I said. You know, we're just get on the Skyliner, take a ride, and then we're all of a sudden we're in Hollywood Studios or Epcot. Or we just wait for a bus, look at our app, look when the bus is coming, and just hop on when it comes. And so, you know, I just feel like the convenience of the Disney bubble, I think, used to be for me more about just kind of staying in the magic or whatever. Now it's just staying in the logistics, like just keeping things easy. I'm staying in the city. So, you know, that's how things have changed. But that's why we really like to stay on site. And I, there's, I guess now that I say that out loud, I'm like, it, still also feels a little magical to just be surrounded by Disney the whole entire time and not, you know, see like CVS or something like that. I love CVS, but <laughs> it's a point. Yeah. There, there is the speedway though. I was going to say not see gas stations everywhere, but there is the speedway and the McDonald's. That's true. That's true. All right, Joe. Well, I think we've made our case. Why don't we close this out with our traditional Disney do or don't. Our Disney do is touring related for when you're staying on site. I mean, honestly, it's a Disney do that we've probably said before and goes for all Disney trips, but especially when you stay on site, do take some time in the afternoon or at some time during the day to take a break. If you're staying deluxe, it's really easy to get back to your resort. Even if you're staying moderate or value, it is with Disney transportation, pretty straightforward to get back to your resort. Touring at the parks is a lot. You have advantages so that you can go early and book things early lightning lane book early lightning lanes and do a lot in the morning you know eat your lunch go back to the resort in the afternoon enjoy the disney pools enjoy the resort itself actually another disney do is a lot of these resorts are just a lot of fun to walk around and enjoy take that rest day you know enjoy the resort that you're staying at and spend some time there definitely because you're in the bubble you know, you can stay in the bubble. You can, you're still in Disney, even when you're just hanging out at your resort, relaxing or re resting. And, uh, our, th my, our third, like minor Disney do of the day is we forgot to mention that if you're staying on site, you no longer get free magic bands, but you get a $5 discount, which as Leslie's uncle likes to say is better than a stick in the eye. Is that right? This is your uncle. Did I get it right? It's my dad. <laughs> but yeah, my uncle probably says it too. We're from the South, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So that does it for our 2024 Disney on-site episode. We'll be back with another one of these in three years, I guess. But yeah, let us know if you enjoy staying on-site. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on Instagram, Disney Deciphered. If you're watching us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered, please leave us a comment with your favorite Disney resort that you like to stay at. Leslie, you've reviewed a bunch of Disney resorts on your website. Where can people find that and where can people find you online? I am tripswithtikes.com and at tripswithtikes everywhere on social media. And I do have an article comparing the value deluxe and moderate resorts on, on you know, shameless plug time, I guess, right? Yeah, good job messing up the order there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Cheapest, most expensive middle. I have to call you out on that. Shameless plug for me, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. If you want to look to book some of these room discounts, I'd be happy to help you out at Ask Joe Flies all over social media. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, we really appreciate it. And other than that, Leslie, thank you 
for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you learning how to rank things in order. Thanks, Jeff. (laughs) 